Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Calgary Bros Football Podcast. This is Uncle CB here, and I've got Victor Speck over here listening and uh, chatting with us. What's up, yo? Awesome, guys. This is it. This is it. Knockout stages are upon us starting tomorrow. Uh, we're doing a late-night podcast. We are, once again, back uh, back here again and doing this thing. Super late, um, but it's what it is. Uh, I had to coach. Yeah, Victor had to coach, so, um, you know, it's it's what it is. We but had, We had a game today, so I had to, had to get the dub, man. Yeah, right. he, had to, he had to get the dub, you know, the W, the, the W. Anyway, um, we're going to be reviewing the rest of the last match day three. I was going to say last round of fixtures, but match day three uh, fixtures. Mm-hmm. So as we can see, man, lots have happened. <laughs> um, the The table or the bracket, if you want to call it that, has been set. And we now know where everybody lies. Um, wow, we don't even we don't even have a big agenda today, guys. We're just gonna spitball this thing, talk about like what we saw. <laughs> um, you know what what was what was some of the surprising results? What were some of the teams that uh, that we said if they're gonna go far, if they're still actually gonna go far? Um, who's Candace? <laughs> <laughs> this bro is just texting while we're trying to run this show. You see professionalism. What is this? I hear I'm serious guys just, you know, oh. uh texting and letting everybody know, hey, you know, hey, what's good? What's good, girl? You know? <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, bro, man. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh maybe maybe it might be a better time to text, you know? Uh, but yeah. <clears throat> anyway, let's 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 kind of start things off uh, with how teams look like so far. So earlier on, we uh, we made predictions, and mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of like you know start off with: Are we still looking good in those predictions? Um, how are things <laughs> running? Um, honestly, I think like most, I I, was, I think I was reviewing one of the pods, and uh, most of our predictions are pretty quite in line it's just that um you know the second place i think for some of them are not there so for example we'll start off with the biggest shocker um out of this whole thing because we gotta start off with this group you know what i'm saying germany we'll start with germany baby <laughs> germany oh man yeah so germany's out um germany's out so we'll, we'll start off with germany and then we'll jump over into the canadian side because obviously you know, Canada, you know, <laughs> we're representing Canada, well, you, you know. You sound like Tory Lanez when you uh, see that. Uh, oh, yeah, that's how he sounds. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, we'll be, we'll, be, we'll be representing Canada and, uh, you know, chatting about how things went this World Cup. Um, and then after that, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> the Vic is watching the highlights right now, the Spanish against Japanese highlights and he's... Uh, He's crying, you know, so let him keep crying. But anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll talk about the Canada part, um, and then we'll go from there. So I think that was that was a big shocker. But apart from that, every other thing else kind of like played out. You know, most of the most of the most of the group stages played out the yeah, way we. For example, like Netherlands, Senegal. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure we predicted that, even though Ecuador were kind of like yeah. the one. Maybe we probably should go back and listen to our podcast, see what we what we predicted. We predicted um, and then the other group was Argentina, Poland. But yeah. I think we 
might have said Mexico, but it was 50-50 Poland-Mexico. Yeah. Who cares? Like, Mexico was not good qualifying. Um, and we were not that surprised. It's just the Polish decided to show up when it was the right time, and then they showed up at the right time. Um, and then for the other group, too, as well, it was, uh, I think, uh, uh, England, England, USA. England, USA. Yeah, like, come on, that was an easy one. I think I might have called Wales, but I can't remember now. Yeah. Um, I may have, but I'm not surprised the way USA. Look, we may have called these things, but we're not surprised, guys. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end of the day, who any, any of these guys, Poland going in versus Mexico, it's, it makes sense. Uh, USA going in versus Wales, it makes sense. Uh, Wales going in either way. Makes sense. Maybe they didn't perform the way we wanted them to perform, or we thought they were going to perform. But uh, to the last game, yeah, to the last game. Um, and uh, Group D, who the hell is in Group D? I think it was France. Uh, this actually was a shocker. I think this is kind of where we start getting to the shocker territory because Denmark were supposed to get out of this group. Yeah, they they didn't. They didn't. Australia, uh, Aussies. I don't know uh, how, man. They they just they, they. I think they scored two goals. <laughs> this I think well maybe the two they lost four one against France mm-hmm. they beat Denmark one nothing, um and then how much did they beat Tunisia again oh one nothing I think so about three goals so they scored three goals, and then they're over to the next round didn't um, they win the group they came second France second. France came first because of their four one yeah win. F- yeah beat win. Um and which other which other stuff? Uh, what was that uh, group E? It wasn't Belgium. Group e. wasn't Belgium. Oh yeah, it might have been Belgium. I don't know. Whatever that group was, but Belgium's group. This I think this group on my on the last part I mentioned. Uh, this was written in stone, guys. Like people got a little bit too delusional when coming to Canada, and we'll we'll talk about the Canadian segment. But they got a little bit too delusional for my liking. Mm-hmm. A lot. Of, <laughs> I'm hearing people now say sack. Um, John Herdman. I have I have said it before, but I don't think in this context yeah, you should sack, sack him. him. Because after the time when I was calling for it, I said, I was like, dude, you're playing like all these shit teams in CONCACAF, and then you're struggling to beat one of these teams. You better get your act in order did. so we can qualify. And then he did. Mm-hmm. He, he did. He did what was right, and he qualified. So uh, we can we can, we can can give him credit where he's due there. Um, and then the other group, I think it was Group F. Uh, that was where we get into the Germany group. Yeah. And then the Germany group, this was the group that stunned everybody. Germany keeps stunning us. Uh, 2018, they didn't get out of the group. No, group. Group E was Germany. Oh, Group E was Germany. Sorry. And then we Group flipped, F yeah, was Canada. Fl- yeah, flip it around. Yeah. Uh, but Group E, this group stunned the fuck out of us. That one we didn't call. Japan won it. Japan won it. It wasn't just like, oh, Spain went through first yeah. and Japan came second. No. Japan won, won the, the group. They won the group. This is what caught everybody off guard. Um, yeah, and then the Group F, Morocco group. Um, super happy for Morocco. Very, very excited. Morocco and Senegal, Africa. Woohoo! Um, and then we get into Group G and H. And Group G, Brazil, they go through. Switzerland, um, Switzerland goes through. That's what we it was, right? uh, could have been Switzerland and Serbia. Not surprised either between those two. Mm-hmm. Um, Portugal and South Korea go in. And now this was the other group. Now, Uruguay were my dark horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. <sighs> Uruguay, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, but at the end of the day, I'm actually kind of happy. Yeah. Why? Because Suarez is crying now. <laughs> He's crying more. <laughs> he keeps crying. He's gonna forever keep crying. <laughs> I just, I just love the fact that he's out, man. Like this is, uh, this is the beauty of the World Cup. Yeah. This is the beauty. Like honestly, this World Cup started like shit. I'm not gonna lie to you. 
I was dreading some of these games, bro. Mm-hmm. I was watching some of these games, and I was just like, these games fucking suck. Yeah. Um, that's, why we we, did, that's why you didn't oh, want Belgium dude, to make it. We were waking up at, like, ungodly hours to try to catch a game, mm-hmm. and these boys were putting up stinkers. Zero, zero, except the Saudi-Argentina game. Yeah. Um, but they were putting up big stinkers, man. It was wild. Mm-hmm. So I just got tired of fucking watching all that bullshit. And finally, it's like they hit the... I mean, everything kind of panned out the way she should have panned out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, not, not panned out the way it should have, but I, it seems like everything worked its way to the final day. The, yeah. Everybody were fighting for something, yeah. right? Um, so it was good. It was actually like I was. I've been giving this World Cup six out of ten. I'm about to raise it a seven mm-hmm. out of ten. There's the quality in those first games. I cannot deny how shit those, those games were. Uh, but I am. I am happy that these teams finally picked it up and fought for everything on the mm-hmm. last day. Now let's get right into it. Germany, bro. Uh, what What is next for this? What is next for this country? Let's start off with that. I think honestly, Germany. Um, <clears throat> What I need to do is, I've been talking about Germany all day today, honestly, on the group chat and everything. Matter of fact, I saw improvements. I saw massive improvements um, as opposed to last four years ago where we only won one game, right? And basically got knocked out as well in the group stage. A lot of people will think about it and they will be like, oh, that's not too much of a difference, right? But I saw some things, man. I, I really saw something. I'm actually happy for Germany. Like, I'm proud that we we played the way that we played with, with courage. And you could, see, you could see, like, it's only just beginning all over again. It's only a restart, right? And teams better be afraid because in four years' time, when this team comes back, it's going to be nasty, man. It's absolutely going to be nasty. Only thing we needed to to really fix up is a it's a little bit of a defensive lapse, um, especially with uh, with obviously having the ball and attacking all game and then having to defend when it when the ball comes back it it creates a little bit of inconsistency right but uh, that's something that we need to work on for sure in order to like definitely be that team again because you're not. In order to win the game, you can't concede goals, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't concede goals of like of the fashion, kind of the fashion that we conceded. But to step up and play against Spain the way we did, that was amazing to see. And that's something I want to keep seeing because Germany is not a it's not a nation that gets scared to play the fucking game, right? And it's beautiful, man. Like the only thing we need to get down is maybe Hansi Flick decides to play full Krug. He decides to play at actual number nine and let's see some fucking goals, right? But other than that, man, to be honest, I think I think improvements were made. It sucks that it had to be, we had to go out because of Japan or, or Spain. You know, it, it it it's it's actually quite touching when the when the German Federation post on Instagram and, and write with a caption "Der Fusioner," which means like um victory is victory is not enough right and that's crazy like that's that's basically where we're at right now with the world cup you know a lot of people don't win if you don't if you don't score those chances you you get punished eventually because those three games everything starts to add up what germany did in that first what what spain did in that first game really helped them in order to make it into the next round right 
Um, it's all about biding your time and doing playing your playing your game like a marathon, right? Because at the end of the day, but we have to finish those chances. Because if you finish those chances, Germany will be through right now, and we'll definitely be one of like the most dangerous teams out right now in yeah. the in the in the next round if we were through. Yeah, there's 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 a thing that goes around that says that people mention um, regarding teams that love to attack, and whenever you attack. You have to be really dialed in when it comes to the defensive part of the game. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, this German side just did not have that full-on concentration yeah. for both uh, <laughs> offensive and defensive phases of play. Yeah. Uh, the offensive side, they looked very good. Like, yeah. you guys have a lot coming for you, especially, yeah. like, the folks like uh, Musiala. Man, Jamal, Jamal... <laughs> I gotta say, you know, I, you know, my, you already know. Oh yeah, I know. You already know my stance on Jamal yeah, and yeah. and you know the race with Gavi and the race with Pedri, but I I saw it with my own eyes watching these two play against these three play against each other pretty much, and Jamal playing against the two and making them look like barbecue. You know what I mean? Like it's it it is what it is. Like Jamal is a different type of player, and the world is gonna see it in like the next year. The next two years, and then when the World Cup hits again, we're gonna see some more, right? It's just, it's all about now biding your time, fucking keep working, keep developing, keep putting the putting putting the effort. I think honestly, not not having the squad already revamped four years ago kind of hurt us. You know what I mean? Because then the 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 a lot of the players did not get experience to play in in a big competition like this. But nevertheless, you know, no excuses. At the end of the day, like Germany is still a superior, is still a superior nature, uh, nation, and it will come back. It's only a matter of time. As like I said, four years from now, <laughs> the world is gonna be scared to play to see who Germany is, right? Yeah, I think I think you guys have the offensive and midfield firepower right now mm -hmm. to at least win a Euro. Yeah. Um. Oh, not to, to win. Sorry, to take you far in a Euro. Yeah. But when it comes to the defense. Uh, the defense, that's where you guys got to figure it out. Yeah. Bastian Schweinsteiger even came out and said, uh, there's there's too many Bundesliga defenders there. Yeah, yeah. Rudiger is the only class yeah. defender in the German side, which is telling, right? Like uh, the German the German players, like, they don't necessarily a lot of them don't they're almost like like English, right? In a sense where they love to stay in their country mm, and mm. play in their country and develop what they have in their country. And fair, fair play to them, but like we always say, you need to go out and travel in order to see things. Diversity. Right? Diversity. Like, look at Rudiger now. Like, he's definitely the best defender on that team, right? You know, more more of them need to now start taking those risks and going out to find those experiences because in the end, it's going to help them develop some more, right? You know what I mean? And it's like I said, it's only a matter of time, man. It's only a matter of time. The Germany that comes for two at least in two years in the next Euros, you will see a dangerous, a very much dangerous German 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 squad, and the World Cup. You're probably looking at it at a at a team and a nation that can probably win it. Yeah. So this this is the thing. Whoever the manager is, and I think it's still gonna be Hansi. So Hansi has time. He has four years, four years to get it together. Right, two years. Prepare yourself to at least go far in the Euros or even win it because you have the squad that can do it. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe start taking guys from um, 
What's that? What's that? Uh, what's that defender that uh, just recently got to Southampton? That's a German, right? Um, Bella Kocha. Bella Kocha. You can start calling up guys like this. You can start looking at different dudes, dudes that are not afraid to go out of the country in order to own their trade. And there, you will start to see something much more different because then in that in that diversity comes gold, right? Yeah. So absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's quickly kind of touch on one of the, the key things, and you weren't here for the last uh, episode that I did mm-hmm. uh, by myself, but um, wanted to really call out uh, something that was very cool to see. Uh, we saw the the Germany Spain game. That game mm-hmm. was a blinder. Oh, yeah. In fact, in my opinion, I thought that was the best game of the tournament so absolutely. far. Absolutely, yeah. I, um, I honestly, and I thought the way we played. You know, at first it looked like Spain was running away with it. You know, they had like possession and possession and possession. Yeah. But I, the thing I always say is like during your spell of possession, there has to be you know that attacking threat. There has to be like that dangerous opportunity. And honestly, I didn't think Spain created that much opportunities mm-hmm. in this game. Mm-hmm. I thought Germany had them on the ropes. Yeah. Like, it, it, Germany could have won this game by a goal, by a three, four goal landslide. But the thing is, they just cannot bury the net and they need a fucking nine. Full Krug, man, you got four years to step it up and go go do what you need to do. Come back and become a monster because we need a guy like Miroslav Klose once again. I I know you're saying I know you're saying that game should have been like four or three. So let's just quickly touch on that. Um, I personally don't didn't see that. I thought uh, there was there were good chances that were mm-hmm. being created, but not quality enough to be like, oh, this is guaranteed. Um, in a way, um, I think also too as well. Spain just basically outplayed themselves mm-hmm. Spain lost to themselves I don't, uh, or, or tied with themselves and even we'll go to the Japan game um, where Spain lost I think they lost that too as well um, so one thing that worked so well with the Spanish side that we all saw in that game where they defeated Costa Rica 7-0 mm-hmm. was a lot of precision potency and attack and like like a mixed bag of control and mm-hmm. directness at the right time yeah all of a sudden, they get to you guys, and then it be, the game flips over to uh, what they call it: um, pass, 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 drop back and pass, mm-hmm. and then pass it outside and let it get out of the field. Mm-hmm. Literally, this was how this is what the Spanish the Spanish became their worst enemy, mm-hmm. um, which is just absurd, and that. Shit, goalkeeper Unai Simone. Like when they when they got him, I don't know if we even. I need to go back and listen our first podcast, but I don't know if we mentioned this. But I wasn't like I get what Luis Enrique is trying to do, mm-hmm. but my God, man, you gotta get it. that guy's a shit bad. He's a shit fucking goalkeeper, man. And this now turned out like because he kept passing, passing, mm-hmm. passing. Bro, just put the fucking ball up. Guess what happened? The most critical game that could come out, of, and and Spain could have gotten kicked out if Costa Rica didn't. If Costa Rica yeah. won this game, yeah. Spain would have gone home. They um, both would have gone. They both would have gone home, and um, yeah, dude. So we get to that. We get to that piece. Uh, uh, the, the let's let's kind of swivel it into uh, the 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 Japanese side of things, mm-hmm. right? Because you guys were watching that. You guys were like, and I know you're pissed because of. 
nice phone. I saw your reaction with the goal. You saw, it's like flashback. What kind of nonsense is that? He threw it in his own net. Exactly. He, sa- he saved it and literally threw it in his own this net. Is, this is why, as a coach, variety is very, very important. And look, guys, we don't have any leg to stand on. You guys don't have to listen to us. You guys don't have to pay attention to any bloody thing we say. But we don't have a leg to stand on when it comes to the level of coaching. Excuse me. Jeez. Just had a hiccup. The level of coaching... Um, uh, that is that comes from a guy like Luis Enrique. Mm-hmm. This is a Champions League winning yeah. manager. Yeah. Okay, this is a guy who's played in the highest level. He's coached the best players. We do not have a let a toe. Mm-hmm. We don't have a sliver of our skin to stand on when it comes to this guy. But at the end of the day, we all watch football like mm-hmm. fans, like. You know, people who play, mm-hmm. whether it's in the smallest level or not, whatever it may be, we all have some sort of skin in the game. Not to touch Luis Enrique, mm-hmm. but in the game. And I can tell you one thing. If a coach does not does not have variety on his team, forget about it. For example, if you have a team filled with too many defenders, how are you gonna how are you gonna control the game in your mid or how are you gonna score the goals? Mm-hmm. Right? And that's where you go to teams like, for example, um, uh, oh, geez, Poland, for example. They literally have a team designed to defend. They have one striker in Lewandowski. Mm-hmm. They have a good midfielder in Zelensky from Napoli yeah. um, and a couple of other players, right? But if you have a setup where it's like I'm, I'm overloaded on the same profile of player, mm-hmm. my type of players are all defenders. Well, good luck getting goals. Good luck controlling the midfield. Yeah. Right? My profile of players are all strikers. Well, good luck Defenders, stopping. Yeah. Like uh, Serbia, they have Vlahovic, mm-hmm. Kostic, uh, what's the other guy? Uh, Mitrovic. They have all these guys, Dusan Tadic. Their offensive power is nuts. They got out of the group with the highest goal scored. Yeah. Right? But who are the defenders? We don't know who the fuck they are. Who are the midfielders? Who the fuck are those guys? Right? Serbia didn't make it. So maybe I didn't make it. Yeah. If you have a group now, let's go to Spain. A team with the same profile of midfielders. They're playing Rodri mm-hmm. as a center back. Why aren't you playing a Emeric Laporta there? Is he injured? I don't know. Right? Mm-hmm. Why are you why aren't you playing him combined with Paul Torres? Why don't you move Rodri up the field? Yes, Sergio Busquets works for a team like Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. But when you start going to play teams that will run him down, that won't give him time to play the way he wants to like play. Germany. Like Germany. Like Japan, all of a sudden, he starts looking human. Mm-hmm. You have to have a mix of footballers on your team. Yep. And this is where the Spanish, it's just absolutely absurd. They brought this Unai Simon. Unai Simon is like me, uh, a center back or a mid or, or a full back or a mid that can play with his feet, but, can, but is, that cannot save a shot. Yep. I can't save a shot to save my life. When I play goalie, Literally, we we had like, I think we had like 60, 70% possession because I could use the ball. You can pass it back to me. Mm-hmm. I can pa- But the moment they shot at me, bro, I was shitting bricks, bro. <laughs> yeah, I made, I made it look like it was fun. But yeah. my God, I was shitting bricks. I was like, man, you guys better not let them shoot because they shoot, that's going in the net. Yeah. And that's what happened with Unai Simone. Mm-hmm. That sucks for you guys, man. Look, I don't feel bad for Germany, but I can feel how aggrieved you could be. Yeah. Seeing all that whole shit, where it's like, you guys have done your job for them. I mean, they don't owe y'all anything, yeah, right? Yeah. You guys have to do your job. 
But at the same time, you're looking at this and you're like, look at this keeper, man. Mm-hmm. Are you fucking serious? And then the the first goal, or the, wait, wait, that first goal, yeah, he didn't clear it out. Put your foot through the ball. Get rid of it. Do so, even smash it. Anywhere will do. He sends it a suicide pass. A fucking suicide pass. So that is basically Spain's review in a nutshell, yeah. is that they could have done a job against Japan, but they didn't do it. But another thing, so let's kind of give Japan his dues, bro. Yeah. <clears throat> Japan just, they like, they, they just waited and bided their time. Both games. Yeah. Both games. They just waited. And it was like, once they saw the opportunity, they just smelt it. Mm. And when they smelt it, they just cleaned. They just dealt it. Yeah. <laughs> they just cleaned it out, man. Like, it's like, that, that was their science. Mm. And it looks like, when they scored the goal, the coach just he just clapped, and he's like, "Okay, let's go another one." And before you know it, another one. Mm-hmm. He didn't even celebrate till the end of the match. Like, that was business for them, man. Like they they just got it done properly. And I was talking to one of one of my uh, friends, um, and she was so, she was like crying. She's like, Japanese. Yeah, she's Japanese. Oh, okay. And she was crying, and she was like, "Tell her to listen to podcast." You know, I'll tell her. Yeah. <laughs> And she was she was crying. She's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe it!" Like they they were shocked. Yes, they were shocked. Yes. But Japan has been a good team for like years, right? Yeah, that's not something we should they run away from because they've made the the round of sixteen twice in the past like two years in the past uh two World Cups, right? Um, they, they also have a uh, Project Blue Lock unlocked too. What is Project Blue Love? <laughs> it's an anime. Oh. <laughs> it's a football anime. Where they like? Oh, there's a football. Gabby, anime? Yeah, Gabby was watching it. I was. Yeah, I, I, I know. I too. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. It's, they're trying to build the the a striker. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is, Japan Japan didn't come into this tournament with a striker and mm-hmm. an out and out striker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they all have like, you know, tens and yeah. wide forwards and all that. Because anyway. they're quick. They they yeah, use yeah. their they use their pace. They're actually respect, they're right? actually very technical. Look, a lot of sides come in looking at Japan, and even though they, that, that team is deadly, because yeah. that team is a team that a team that is good at sitting deep. So, teams like Japan and Switzerland, these are bogey ass fucking teams. Uh-huh. They will sit deep, but the moment they break, you think like, oh, they got nothing. Wait a fucking minute, they actually have guys who can play. Uh-huh. They've got fuckers who can play, and this is like, in a way, they kind of remind me of like. Uruguay mm-hmm. when Luis Suarez four years ago yeah. uh, Luis Suarez and Edson Cavani those guys because those guys sat fucking deep all the time counterattack, boom right and mm-hmm. that and that's what Japan reminds me of bro they remind me of uh, those, those teams but anyway yeah you carry on ahead yeah man like uh, they just they did what they had to do they came in there and it's like they, they that coach must have drilled them so much on like just Offensive transitions and counters, counters, offensive transitions, yep. counters, yep. offensive transitions, offensive transitions, counters. Like they, they just look like when that ball was off and it was away, they knew where they needed to be. Yeah, everybody knew where they needed to be. It was just so organized, and they pulled it off, right? Yeah, hats off to them, man. Two, 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 two World Cups in a row. Yeah, right. Two, two next, um, next rounds in a row. Good, kudos to them. Uh, I I still think also Japan is always good to see them go through. Mm-hmm. I saw them last World Cup against Belgium. That game was, in my opinion, the best game of the oh, World man. Cup. You know, two 0 up. Belgium just 
It's like Those Hazard, the yeah, Hazard, time. Kevin De Bruyne, and the rest of them are woken. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a wild game of football, and then that last minute counter attack to lose the game, mm-hmm. uh, very heartbreaking. But um, yeah, more power to them. Like yeah. these teams are just deadly. They are very good at sitting deep, but when they counter, they know they what know they what they need to do to go after you. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, awesome. Well, that's the coverage on that group because I we want to you know highlight to our group. Uh, I don't know what the group is. Group group E. Group e. Yeah, group E. I was gonna say F. Um, we want to jump over to Canada segment. Canada was horrible. Canada. Canada. I won't say they were horrible. I won't say. I won't say they were horrible. Honest, like that Croatia game was was naive and it was it was a I think it was a coaching. Error. Error. Yeah. The coaching part. He later on yeah. he later on figured it out, but he figured it out late. Too late. Too late. late. You only have you look, the World Cup is people say three games. You only have two games to get it right. Yeah. The first game, you can keep it tidy, zero zero, mm-hmm. whatever it is. The next game, you need to you need to win. Yeah. But it, but or you need to win that first game. And then the next game is kind of like, okay, we got some breathing room, like Japan. Canada should have beat Belgium. Yeah. Yeah, Canada should have beat Belgium because everybody seemed to have done their way with Belgium. Yeah. Right? Uh, Croatia almost did Belgium even, but uh, Belgium almost did Croatia yes. too. Like, that that game just went down to the end. And what a, what a finish. Morocco ended up taking the whole group, right? Uh, I'm, I'm so happy, dude. I'm happy. I've been saying it. Dude, I've been saying Morocco is... Morocco is the equivalent to Croatia. Mm-hmm. In in if you guys don't know this, for people who are listening, in my opinion anyway, maybe people don't. I thought uh, it was Morocco you know, equivalent to Brazil. No, well, Brazil, Croatia is the equivalent of Brazil. Yeah, Morocco is the equivalent of Croatia in my book. Oh yeah, because um, one is in Europe and yeah, one is in exactly, Africa. Yeah, exactly. Right. So you can say, but but the Moroccans can play football. Yeah, they can play full fucking ball. Mm-hmm. I, and this is not me just saying this. Oh, because of the eye test. Oh, I just watched the. I came off football and I watched a lot of African Nations Cup. No, 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 no. This is actually verified mm-hmm. from a guy that played there. I have a coach that I work with, and the coach said the Moroccans are the best touched, best football players, African football players he has ever seen mm-hmm. in Europe. He says they produce them like it is like nothing. All mm-hmm. of them know how to play ball. Yeah. All of them. There's not a single one. He said the difference though is. They just like messing about. Yeah, yeah. And and for professional level football, nobody wants that. Mm-mm. If you are the kind of guy, oh, you know, I'm going out doing drugs, you, you know, doing whatever, partying it up. Mm-mm-mm-mm. They don't want you. He said they are the most gifted African footballers he's seen. They play football like it is no man's business. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you guys have seen in the World Cup, they, obviously they've had to be much more tactical. You know, you have to see a little bit more of a, because football is not just like, oh, yeah, they, you know, they know how to pass the ball. They know how to dribble. Football is a tactical thing, right? And mm-hmm. and that's the thing that Morocco um, knows now. They have a combination of tactics yeah. and they have a combination of uh, of uh, flair blended with the tactics. Hakim Ziyech, Hakimi, Amrabat mm-hmm. is a phenomenal holding mid. My if God. you watch him in Fiorentina, my goodness, <laughs> phenomenal holding mid. So they've got a good mix and a good blend of like tactics combined 
with their flair. Mm-hmm. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal side. I, I'm I'm very very happy that they've gone through. Mm-hmm. And I'm also happy that I I'm proven right because I've been I called this group from day one. I'm like Morocco, Croatia, guys. Like I thought about it. I, was the, like, I thought it was going to be Croatia and Belgium. Oh no, I thought about it. I was like, honestly, it could be 50-50, anybody, but Morocco, Croatia was the one that I felt. And mm-hmm. the reason being, that Croatian side. Contrary to what everybody thinks, they are so tactically set up in the middle of the pitch that good luck, right? Um, the Belgium team could beat them, but yeah. they, they were off. And the reason why I felt like the Belgium team were off... Roberto Martinez. Not Roberto Martinez, actually. I think everybody gives this guy stick for no reason. No, because Roberto was leaving, right? No, it's not that. I think it's not Roberto Martinez. It is the personnel he had. And when Kevin De Bruyne said they were old, mm-hmm. they are uh, old. Yeah. There's no kidding it. So they it, are old. So it was almost a, and they are um, out of form. It's not like you're old, yeah. but you're out of form combined. Yeah, yeah. They just looked off from the get go. This is this is almost like an identical to uh, Germany four years ago, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where they should have reshuffled that squad, but they didn't reshuffle it, and they had that. They ended up losing in the, but in the who, group stage. But who comes into that um, Morocco? I'm uh, sorry, uh, Belgium side. I mean, there's Trossard. You have to play Tillemans. Tillemans, um, yeah. You have to. There's some other guys. Padoku from Leicester City. Um, a lot more players. But those guys don't earn a lot of minutes. So Tillemans, yes, yeah. he earns a lot of minutes. Fires, I think. There comes. There comes a time. A there comes a time where coach you just needs bite to, it. Yeah, you just bite it and say, bro. At this point. We have made, we got Kevin De Bruyne in the middle. Yeah, Kevin De Bruyne just needs to play that ball. Padoku's gonna run all day. Leandro Trossard is gonna run all day. You know what I mean? Use Hazard as a as a as a as a substitute, right? Yeah, not as a starter. Not, not as a starter. Yeah, you start him one game and you 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 seeing what you need to see, then take him out and play him as a as a sub, right? Mm. Um, I know I love Hazard. Like he's he'll always be my favorite player, but there comes a time where you need to say, bro, business is business and we need to get this shit done. Bring Hazard in for like 20, 20, 30 minutes. Hazard will give you the goods. Mm-hmm. He will give you the goods. He came on for 10 minutes against Croatia. In that 10 minutes against Croatia, the the ball arrived in to Lukaku's feet three times in five minutes. Right, so like, these are things that a coach needs to decide. Stop with all this favoritism. I love, I love Hazard. Right, don't get me wrong. Like, but man, he's not at his best right now. But you have players that are slowly getting in form and slowly they're not, doing they're not, their they're thing. They're not slowly getting in form. They are in form. They're in form. You just need to they dial just, it. They in. don't. They don't have the status. Yeah, you just need to. Right? You just need yeah. to dial it in. Like. Yeah. Um, what was it? Um, the the World Cup twenty, the twenty ten, no, twenty fourteen, right? Around 2010, 2014, around there, when Eden Hazard made his debut, He's right, emergence. right, and it, it was like he came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? People didn't know him, but after that World Cup, people knew him. So it's like you need to have um give those opportunities to the other guys. Mm-hmm. Belgium have players, right? Belgium have a squad that are knocking at the door saying, let me in, right? And at some point, the coach is going to have to say, yes, come on in, folks. We need you. You know what I mean? Like, And I'm pretty sure if they had played some of these players in this in these games, the outcome would have been very different. 
True. You play you play guys like Padoku against freaking against Canada. You play Leandro Trusted against Canada. I think Canada would have lost like three, four goals, Absolutely. right? Because then they're playing with pace on pace mm-hmm. rather than playing with pace against old things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And even Onana too, I was surprised they didn't even start Onana um, on midfield. They had yeah. Tim Mons and Axel Witzel. Bro, I think we are quite clear that Axel Witzel is he's low. Finished. He's finished. Like the guy, does, he's done. He has not. He's playing with Atletico and Atletico side. Look at how shitty they're playing this mm-hmm. season. So you gotta, you, you gotta do better, man. Like you know? these like, coaches, these coaches is hilarious. But you can say yes, okay, maybe we can put it back on Roberto. Then if yeah. that's the case, the personnel he's picking isn't that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's. <laughs> but also, I kind of feel like uh, when, once the once the team found out that Roberto was going to leave, like before, like after the World Cup was done, they were just pretty much like no energy at that point. Yeah. They're just like he's gonna leave us anyway. Yeah, right. But so what's it, the first they, point? They did come down to a millimeter of Lukaku. <laughs> this guy had just done his job. Look, Lukaku, I'm going to go back. I'm going to take this piece because you know me, my own opinion on Lukaku. All you guys know my opinion on Lukaku. Bruh, this but, was, this was... I, but this was this was the final nail. Look, this guy wants to... There was a, a thing that came out, and I think I put it on my IG, mm-hmm. where he was saying, you got to talk about me too when you're talking about Lewandowski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was, he said this uh, two years ago. Yes. Yeah. Look... Nobody's gonna be talking about you, bro. Mm-hmm. They're gonna remember the misses that you've got. Look, yeah. this guy's a multi-millionaire. He's rich. He's gonna. He's living a dream that we could never live. We're gonna look like bitches and haters if you want. You guys want to call us that. Fair enough. But this is a guy who thinks that he should be on the Ballon d'Or list mm-hmm. because he's just that good. Insecure, very very insecure player. Mm-hmm. Um, and once again on the grandest stage. He fails that team. Mm-hmm. Look, if he had scored that open net, one of those yeah. open nets, Belgium would have been through. Belgium would have been through because Croatia had nothing. Left. They had nothing. They had they had gassed out. They have used all their 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 tools, and they were just hanging on for their life. Yeah. And Belgium were piling on the pressure. Mm-hmm. With just, no just just put it in. Just yeah. put it in. Um, let's bring it back to Canada. 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 <laughs> so. Um, Canada obviously were very naive this this World Cup. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely very fucking naive. I think, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, uh, we've, we throughout this whole World Cup, we've been listening to Janine Becky. Um, she, she also used to play for John Hardman. Yeah. And she talked about, like, what John Hardman is and how he is, uh, especially after losing this World Cup. Like, what John Hardman is going to do. He's going to go over and over again. And rewatch all these games, bro. But isn't that like every other fucking? Yeah, bro. Even I would do that. But if I, you gave but, me the opportunity, I fucking have the. We have the the tapes. Yeah, we're gonna play those tapes over and over again. Mm-hmm. This is your job. Yeah. You better be playing it over <laughs> and over again. Um, but apparently she said she said he won't make the same mistakes again, right? I don't believe that though, because what was he doing then? Because if he's not going to make the same mistakes over and over again, John Herdman literally sat there, mm-hmm. played two midfielders against against Belgium. This was clear as night and day. Mm-hmm. Kevin De Bruyne was finding space left, right, and center behind Achiba Hutchinson and uh, Steve Ostakio. Is this Steven Ostakio? Steven Ostakio. I don't know how, whatever his first name is, Ostakio. By the way, having Atiba Hutchinson in, uh, in, in, in CDM, 
Or... It's not. It's not. I know what you're about to say. His age. His no, no, no. It gives. It gives me nightmares. Like I know like what you're about to say. Like yeah, Busquets yeah. on that fucking. It, it gives you in Barcelona. It gives you nightmares because if he gets pressed and he loses it, it's trouble. He exactly. doesn't have the capability to yeah. track back and chase all these thirty. Uh, sorry, 25, 26. Which we uh, saw. You know, euros, which, which we, we saw. saw. But even at that, that is still fine. Midfield superiority is all we had. We had tapes going on back and forth on WhatsApp. Actually, it would be mm-hmm. cool if I could put it on here. But uh, midfield superiority is a key aspect, not just not just in tournaments, in elite football. Mm-hmm. Having midfield superiority or how you can get new, uh, midfield numerical advantages or midfield superiority Where in some shape or form makes a whole lot of difference. Mm-hmm to how your team performs and how your team plays. Mm-hmm. And unfor- unfortunately, Herdman, I, he never addressed any of these things. Look, I'm not one of those people who are premature and saying, hey, give him a stop. Because I'm actually, they actually performed very well. Yeah. They actually right? with courage. With courage. But that's it. They were freaking naive and tactically inept. Yeah. I just cannot believe like very I, low IQ. I, I could not believe like some of the things I was seeing on the pitch. Mm-hmm. And this is also what maybe I maybe added to the reason why I think this World Cup was shit for the longest time until now. Mm-hmm. And it was shit. There was a lot of shit fucking games, shit halves until like one goal goes in and then all of a sudden, oh my God, everybody starts scrambling to score. Yeah, yeah. But um the, <sighs> watching those games. I was like, Canada, you're pushing hard. You're fighting hard. But man, you just need a thinker. Mm-hmm. Not on the field, but outside the field. Yeah. Literally, I can't believe one of the coaching staff didn't tell, hey, Herdman, maybe they did and maybe they didn't listen to them. But I can't believe that they didn't try it. Like, hey, against Belgium, Kevin De Bruyne is finding acres of space mm-hmm. under those two. Can we just add an extra guy in there? No. Then he goes, then he takes that into the Croatian game. And this is what drove me insane. Mm-hmm. Herdman, are you not a freaking licensed pro coach? In Canada. Canada. <laughs> Canada. Like, aren't you a licensed pro coach? This is why we don't want to do our, our licenses Oh, my days. Or in North like, America, how, for that matter. No, no. I, I think he got it from... I think he's UEFA pro license. Not a Canadian pro license. Canadian pro license is... I think it's Canadian. Because no, I, he, he was coaching the women. No, no, no. But I think he, 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 he can um, transfer it over. I think he does have his pro license. You can, we can search it up. I don't know. But he has to. Because there's no way... <laughs> But like, there's no way, right? You look at that. You look at Croatia, right? Mm-hmm. And I, and I get it. You want to play the way that's comfortable you. Like, imagine coming in and saying, "Okay, you know, we're going to play three midfielders. You guys have never played it before." I get it, right? But I guess Croatia, they have, in my opinion, the th- best trio or the second best trio in midfield after Spain, right? They've got that, and you choose Achiba Hutchinson. And he stuck you against. I was like livid. At that point, I was like, he has lost the plot. He's going to lose this game. And what happened? He also got fucking dominated. Smoked. Dominated. As soon as he scored the first, I was like, okay, yeah, they're coming. I mean, they made me proud. I was excited. I saw the energy. Mm-hmm. I saw the speed. I saw the power. The, but I was the first goal in but, like, 30, what, 30 seconds? Or 40, like a minute or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I loved it. And then you get over to like, okay, can you like maybe tighten it up a bit? Mm-hmm. Maybe even sit back a bit, you know? Nope, nope, nope. 
and yes, we're gonna keep going. And and, and, and they and, almost got more goals. Uh, they, oh, oh yeah, but I, they just couldn't finish. No, and, and, and they just couldn't find that final pass, just like the game against Belgium, right? Exactly, and that's the other thing that you should be ringing to the players' yeah. heads, right? That the, first... the, the the amount, bro, like the amount of players that are still like playing in like Europe right now for Canada. The amount of low IQ is just not like it's not acceptable, man. Honest, it's absolutely not acceptable. Not acceptable. And and this is where I get to the play. Now, now, look, Canada kept playing, Canada kept pushing, mm-hmm. opportunities kept coming. Yes, we didn't bury them, whatever, right? The personnel, yes, you can give that put that blame to them. But then mm-hmm. the coach needs to be able to say, okay, you know what? This there's games I've gone into, right? And I don't recommend this, but you can feel a game. Mm-hmm. The game is one nothing. You are, you know, I mean, it's not not yet tight, but you're up one nil mm-hmm. very early in the match, and you just say, you know what, guys, this team is really coming in hard. Hey, um, uh, Jay Diggs, can you drop into the midfield a bit and mm-hmm. support these these two, mm-hmm. right? Could you do that for me? And all of a sudden, you just watch the game changes. It is not a clean game. It's not a beautiful game. But you have a little but, bit more But control. it is a tactical, like, a tactical affair because mm-hmm. now you've done something that the other guys are like, whoa, he put an extra, like, mid in there? Mm-hmm. What the hell? We don't have all the spaces now we, we used to find or we cannot tip-tap the ball around like we used to. We have a guy, extra guy chasing us. Now we have to get, we have to find a different angle. Now we have to find a different angle. And it takes them some time. They mm-hmm. got to figure out what that looks like, mm-hmm. what... But when you keep okay, there's two. They scored one, kind of flukish. Scored two, mm-hmm. and then yeah, it's just like, and then he made the same mistake going into Morocco. Yeah, and what happened? Morocco. They were they were destroying Canada, guys. Like guys, if you guys go back, they were absolutely wrecking Canada. Two nil. And then he added. Then, and, and then he was like, okay, Davis, please just go in there. Just just just. It wasn't even anymore about like Davis being skilled in the midfield yeah. position. It, just, it was. It was just an extra human being was there. Yeah. A guy who could run. Then all of a sudden, okay. Whew, thank God it could have been freaking 5-0. Mm-hmm. And guess who scored the who who scored the second goal for Canada? It was an own goal. Yeah. An own freaking goal. Anyway. Sam Adekube. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. It wasn't no no, it wasn't Sam Adekube, like own goal that uh from Morocco. Morocco conceded an own goal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Sam was oh, he's cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's cross centered him. Yeah. Anyway, and but that's then. but that's the that's the gist, man. Canada as much as we're excited, we're also deflated. There's a lot of work to be done. Oh, a lot of work. And four years time. And bro, this is gonna be harder. Oh yeah. You know why it's gonna be harder? It's here. Canada doesn't have to qualify. They don't have to qualify. Yeah. So they so they won't have that momentum no, heading in there. You wouldn't know how good or bad this team is mm-hmm. until you see them in four years. Yeah. So the Gold Cup is really a thing. I, what do you what are your thoughts on people calling for Herdman's head? I think. Uh, you know, like it's his first. It's his first like uh, World Cup. I think he's... some managers don't live. No, they don't. But World but Cup. the thing is, like, we also need to bide our time and look and be like, hey, we made it into the World Cup for the first time in thirty something years or some shit, right? Um, but as well, yes, we're kind of disappointed with you know the fact that we didn't do that good here. But what the fuck do you expect? You're playing against quality fucking teams. Every fucking four days, right? Mm. Um, yes, there's there, there are things that we were not like agree, in agreement about, but bro, Canada had not made the World Cup 
not talk less about even winning a game. The the first the first mission was get this fucking country, this nation, this soccer nation, this newfound soccer nation into the World Cup. And he achieved that, right? So we have to give him and say he got that first one done, right? Heading into the, the World Cup, our thing was it wasn't to win, wasn't to get out the group stage. It was to score a goal. Mm-hmm. He got that, right? So we have to kind of base it on that at the moment and say there's a lot of work to be done, but he can get that work done and you can see the harmony in Canada, right? From the players, the way they act, the brotherhood. We've seen videos and videos and videos of how it is like when they're actually together. That chemistry, you don't break that. Once you break that now, you create a massive problem. They'll probably drop, right? So what are your expectations going to Gold Cup then? The expectations going to Gold Cup right now, Canada is the best CONCACAF team. So you're saying Canada should win it? Canada should so win it. So if we it. don't win it, what is the outcome? If we don't win it, then they should start looking at other alternatives, okay. right? But for now, we wait for the Gold Cup. We need to prepare. So, um, Like I said, Canada won the group of CONCACAF heading into the World Cup. So that makes us the best ones right now. But in the sense of qualifying and going to the next round, that's USA. Yeah. Right? I, I will say one thing, though. Um, you know, you heard it from, from Vic. Vic you know, spoke the truth. Give him time. Um, but I will say the Canadian Football or Soccer Association needs to do better. I've been calling for this for ages. Yeah. They need to do better. I mean, we, me yeah. and you were both in agreement that he should get fired, to be honest. Long time ago. That was long time ago yeah. when, when in the qualifiers, I think. I can't remember what because it was. It was, it was, all, it was all fucking Davis and Inshallah. Yeah. Remember? Or, or it That's was, what it yeah, was. Either, it wasn't, even if he wasn't there, but we were losing to some shite teams. Mm-hmm. But then he picked it up and won like all these crazy everything. amount of games. So, he won everything. So he deserves time. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say one thing. <coughs> the, the Canadian, bless you. The Canadian... Soccer Association needs to step up. Mm-hmm. I mean, really... the, there's that there's that nonsense that's going on about like uh, even in the US they have the same problems where it's like the men's team are getting more money than the girls, right? And you know, like they're saying five <coughs> five mil. So basically, from what uh, the US men's have already done this World Cup, five million is going over to the girls, right? Mm. They need to invest more money. In both sides, because if you wanna, if you wanna eventually like get there, you need to invest, right? There needs to be more, more, um, was it tactical sessions, um, more, more friendlies with teams that are not exactly in the Concacaf, but teams that can give you hell. That way you can improve some more. Yeah. When you learn some things, when you get beat, <laughs> when you get beat, right? Smash. You learn, you learn yeah. more from your losses, right? So, um. It's just like it's just but time, it's, but it's they, not. They it's need not. To do it's not even that. It's just even finding talent. Yes, I feel like Canada. There's the okay. So I get a lot of people complain about this system. The, yeah, the pay to play system. I get it. Mm-hmm. You know why? I mean, if you want to find the next uh, Davies, why would you be asking them to pay money? What if yeah. you don't have money to pay? Exactly. Right. I get that, but at the same time, um, I I I disagree mm-hmm. that. People shouldn't pay. 
Yeah. What do you, what do you expect? How do you, how do you expect clubs to make money or exactly. fund some of these facilities that they use? Right. It's expensive out here. Mm-hmm. It's cold. Uh, winter. We only get like three months of summer. Winter's the rest of the time, right? So, uh, or, or for you to get some good summer slash spring time yeah. or fall time, you're gonna be lucky, right? Yeah. Um, so. We've gotta we've gotta find ways to invest in the right facilities, mm-hmm. invest in bringing some of these players out. Okay, the parents the parents that cannot afford for the kids uh, financially mm-hmm. based on the amount of money that they make, make sure you make more kids sports stuff available for them. There's so much talent in this, like in Calgary alone. Yeah. From what I've seen, there's so much talent. Imagine all the other uh, regions, mm-hmm. uh, in the uh, provinces in the country. Yeah. So. There needs to be a lot of that, but then the, there's a lot of scandal that's going on, as you mentioned, yeah. with the, with the side, and that's the other part of it. Is just like you guys are haven't set this team up for success, mm-hmm. right? You have to set them up for success. Um, but regardless, there's so much more that they, they need to do. They, they need to, I said, they need to invest money, facilities, player scouting, coaches, yeah. like because you want good, you want good coaching yeah. for the kids that are gonna be coming up in the next like couple of years, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then, and then also, their, their, their coaching needs to improve. Yeah, sure. absolutely. And also, ignore some of these like uh, what they call it top clubs mm-hmm. that only kind of shovel their players in down your throat. Yeah, and go out and actually look. As I said, scouting. Go out and actually look for players that are in all these smaller clubs that you guys don't see that mm-hmm. are like rocking things out. Yeah. but they have no future mm-hmm. because you guys don't really. You know, yes. don't don't spend the time to look after them. There's mm-hmm. so much lost talent in this country that it's not funny. I mean, everywhere there is lost talent. Yeah. But I feel like here more so where it's desperately needed, mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot. Anyway, I think we should um, kind of move on from there. And we'll just, for the sake of time, we'll jump over to Africa. Man, Morocco. Morocco and Senegal, Senegal are through. I think we kind of touched base on Morocco. But real quick, yeah. I want to say one thing. Morocco fired... Um, I think it was this, Salih Hozic, the the Bosnian coach. Mm-hmm. This was the guy who had beef with Hakim Ziyech. Oh, okay. This was the greatest thing that they ever fucking did. Yeah. And then they brought in their own guy, a Moroccan, that, that I think he's won two African Champions Leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, and they brought him in. <laughs> and night and day, mm-hmm. this team is brimming with confidence they love him. After the, I don't know if you saw after the game. Yeah. They took him. They were throwing him up. Mm-hmm. He was he was telling them, stop touching me. Stop touching me at yeah. first. And then after, they were like, you know, they took him up and they were like throwing him around. They absolutely love him. Mm-hmm. And you can tell they're playing not just for the country, but they're playing for him to do well. Yeah. I'm so happy they made this decision. And I'm so fucking happy that they're through because I just, I want to see more African teams in. Mm-hmm. I've been freaking hating because I've been so, fr- they've hurt me so many times. Yeah. But for once, I'm like, I'm proud. I love it. Morocco's mm-hmm. done it. Senegal too as well. Yeah. Man. We were calling for both of them. Bro, the champions, man. This mm-hmm. Senegalese side is just, it's almost like destiny and it sucks that they don't have money because yeah. I really feel like they're going to upset, they're going to upset um. Uh, the English team isn't isn't he isn't Manny still on the World Cup squad? He's injured, bro. He's not gonna make it. Uh, He's not gonna make it, which sucks, dude. Because imagine if the Manny against English defenders, mm-hmm. perfect. 
You know, he he, he, he knows just, he knows how. To oh play. man, he knows it. He knows it. He's been burying them for years. <laughs> yeah, he's been <laughs> burying, he's been tearing them up. Like him and him rekindling his duel with uh, Kyle Walker. Yeah. Um, or maybe if it's Trippier, I don't know. But yeah. Trippier, I guess Mane would have been a disaster for England. <laughs> but still, even Ismail Assar against uh, Trippier or even Kyle Walker could be also a disaster. That kid is also tricky. Mm-hmm. Um. But that game against Ecuador, it looked like, it looked like for a moment, Senegal were just going to blow them out of the water. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Ecuador kind of stealed the game, yeah, yeah. brought it on the tempo. And, and then Senegal then, took it again. And then came back. And then Senegal, my captain, mm-hmm. huh, Koulibaly, whoo, you know what I mean? <laughs> Who's on fraud watch for Chelsea. But, <laughs> but for Senegal, he's a freaking beast. Yeah. I love him so much, man. I really want him to come to Manchester United, but United don't do those type of deals any um, anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, dude, what do you think so far, man? How how do you how do you see this? How do you see the African Nations Cup stuff? I think honestly, they they're doing good. Two teams at least are doing good. Ghana came close too. Man, fuck um, Ghana, man. Ghana should have fuck Ghana. But the I'm thing sorry. is, like, they just they just lack that one cutting edge that's gonna get them where they need to be. Yeah. Um, if they had won this game or even tied, right, it would have we'll, put we'll, them in. We'll, a, in we'll a talk situation. about we'll talk about Ghana. Don't worry. We'll talk about them. But, and then, but yeah. And then we got Cameroon, right? Yeah. Which we'll also probably talk about. Um, but shout out to Morocco. They've entered an elite uh, group of uh, uh, Africans that have won the group stage, um, right next to Nigeria in nineteen ninety eight. So, is we win in nine ninety eight? Yeah, yeah. So I was, I think, I very... was Spain in our group, uh, and Bulgaria. Yeah, was it Spain, Bulgaria, and one other country? Oh man, that's such a throwback. Yeah. So yeah, they Morocco has joined that list, and they did their thing phenomenally. Um, they just bided their time once again, right? Just bided it. Did what they needed to do against Croatia, tied the game. Yeah, took it all the way to the last two games, and then took the wins. Right, seven points, won the group. Uh, nobody was even close, to be honest. Right, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So I see them. I see honestly. I see Morocco beating Spain. Right, I actually see Morocco beating Spain. This, uh... we'll, 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 don't worry. We'll talk about. We'll talk about uh, what um, what. What that would look like, but yes, I do see that too. Mm-hmm. That's actually one of my upset alerts. Is yeah. uh, funny enough, Spain, who are my, <laughs> they're still my dark horses, but I'll hedge my bets and I'll say uh, Morocco will probably win. But we'll chat. We'll chat about who's gonna yeah. who's gonna take things. But, yeah. but um, how do you? So yeah, you know, you saw that. But Senegal, um, Senegal obviously, Senegal is good as well. You know, a little bit shaky sometimes. Um, I think I, I, I think, think they, they need to they, they focus play, on not taking their foot off the gas. They right? played better mm-hmm. than the Dutch side. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. absolutely yeah. That the that Dutch team is. I I also have them on upset upset alert. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling that uh, United States may do some damage. I think they're yeah. still going to go through, but I have I a think, feeling that think, USA yeah, will do some I damage. I think Netherlands will win, but I I I have a f- big feeling that US might win this game. Yeah. Right, uh, the U.S. have actually been very solid defensively. Yeah. Um. So. But, but yeah, it regardless, right? Yeah. But the other thing I wanted, just a quick shout out for that Ecuador team, mm-hmm. man. They're so young, so powerful, so good. They got another four years. They've got another four years. Yeah. I think they're gonna be a superb fucking team mm-hmm. for anybody. Yeah. Um. It 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 had to be somebody, right? And unfortunately, it was them. Yeah. Um. So I do feel, I do feel, I do feel for them. Mm-hmm. Um. I think, um. I think that. Uh, 
uh, what you call it. I think that um, this team is has a lot coming for them, yeah. right? Moises Caicedo, Estupinian, um, and a whole lot more um, on that group. Caicedo's been looked as as the, at the at the uh, in Chelsea as the captain. Do you do you, do you know that United? If you guys get him, that would be nuts. Do you know mm-hmm. that United actually looked at Caicedo mm-hmm. and? They pulled out of the deal because Ed Woodward felt like, oh, there were too many people who got involved, and I did not understand what was required to get the deal done. What the hell? He could have, we could have gotten him yeah. a little bit more than Brighton paid because they wanted more because mm-hmm. United came into the fray, right? Yeah. We could have gotten him for 15 mil. <laughs> this guy, this guy's, do you know what his uh, thing is now? 50 plus. 50 plus. Brighton's going to ask you cold cash for 50, 50 mil. Easily. Easily, anyway. But that's that's not what we're here for. Yeah. Um, cool. Over to uh, Ghana. Ghana against Uruguay was the was the was the hype of today. Mm-hmm. The hate match, Suarez uh, Derby. Um, it's what Suarez said in the um, the press the press conference leading up to this. He was right. Absolutely. He was I right. Was, I went. I was talking to Gabby. Gabby was like, "Oh, you cheated." I was like, he "I, was, I mean, was like, I would have do done the same, the same thing." thing. And you know what? He got a red card for it. Yeah. He got sent it's off. Up to the, it's up to the Ghana players exactly. to score the penalty. And Gian, bomb motherfucker, didn't score his he penalty. He shot it all the way to China. And guess and what happened again today? Ayu got a penalty and um, he didn't fucking score it. You, Ghana, you guys should stop trying to... Look, okay. Last podcast, I was really happy for them. I really wanted this. I was like, I wanted more. I was like, oh my God, Ghana actually may do it against yeah. South Korea. And you may call me bipolar or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am in this case. Because Ghana, I was expecting, and then when I saw how they set up against Uruguay, I was like, you guys are not serious. <laughs> you deserve to be knocked the fuck out. You absolutely deserve this. And by all means, we will watch you. We will be there for that. We will watch it go through. And, um, it happened. The beauty of football happened. They ended up uh, uh, making a stupid mistake. Mm-hmm. But then, look, I said Uruguay, my dark horse. I was really excited for, yeah. for uh, Federico Valverde. Um, I was excited for Bentancur. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not Suarez, but Edson Cavani, who's my boy. I like him a lot. I was excited for all these dudes. My God. Then South Korea did a madness. Oh, my God. <laughs> South Korea not only, but then... Uruguay, they were messing about. Yeah. They were up to nothing so early. And then they were like, oh, you know, we're up to nothing. That's it. That's all we need. (laughs) But you know the funny parallels? I think Ghana realized what happened was happening with South Korea. Yeah. So they decided to start playing. (laughs) Yeah. They were like, oh, yeah. Okay. We're going to take all some of the They keep up saving some serious Yes, bro. They were like, look, you're coming Uh, down with me. It's crazy. Because oh. if, if anybody had won that game, if Ghana had even won that game, they'll be through, right? Yes. Um, yes. Then what What was happening, it was almost like uh, uh, the Spain, uh, Germany, and uh, Costa Rica, and Japan group, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. a sense. In a way. One yeah. win guarantees you yeah. where you need to be, right? Yeah. And And Portugal just started losing, right? And it was just like Ghana had noticed it because, you know... They're communicating to Yeah, yeah. and also you could start to see the Uruguay players. They started to turn. Suarez was crying Mm -hmm. 10 minutes before the game ended. 
It was just nuts. And then the keeper was just saving everything like as if he was going to win the World Cup. But look, this is this is the thing. This is why I go back to why this World Cup for me. I just cannot shake the feeling that we like we got a lot of stupid teams that uh-huh. were doing stupid things. Earlier, like I we watched uh, we just tuned into one of the South Korea against the uh, Uruguay highlights. And if you look at those that highlight there was nothing that fucking happened. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of people running around. Okay, you're going to try shooting and mm-hmm. scoring here and there. But you can tell that the whole ideal was keep it tight until the next game. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. You have to go for it every fucking time. Yeah, they're managing the results. Every time. Like, like yes, this made, the, this made it so exciting now. Mm-hmm. But if you guys remember in 2018, 2018, everybody went for it. Yep. Yes, people got knocked out. Yes, there were not as many upsets. Mm-hmm. I agree. But you saw good games because these teams were fighting from the get-go. They were like, if we don't win at least one now, we're out. And then that's what gave us the, the Mexico against Germany game. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Mexico going through because they fought. They fought for every fucking thing mm-hmm. that they wanted, right? Right. Um, it's just that's the thing, guys. Like, you really, you really have to have to go for it, man. And 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 Uruguay suffered the consequence for that. Uh, Ghana suffered the consequence. South Korea almost paid the price too, because they were also culpable mm-hmm. um until until they miraculously God just said, look, you know what? I'm going to give you guys a shot. You know what I mean? I'm going to give you guys something. Mm-hmm. Right? So, anyway, that's the that's the gist, guys. Like, go for it. Always, always, coaches, go for it. Mm-hmm. Give, your, like, give, you, give yourself like, a chance. We are sitting here calling kind of naive. Yes, if we had scored a goal. But, like, look, if we had scored a goal against uh, uh, Belgium, Belgium, it would have been a whole different outlook yeah. to the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Right? So... It would have given, given them something to believe. I know, but at least we have hope that, like, hey, we actually, mm-hmm. like, went all the way, right? Yeah. Um, all right. I, I think that's where we're going to leave it at uh, for, for these guys. Um, we're going to uh, quickly touch on some of the other groups uh, real quick. Uh, Argentina, Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, Argentina went through. Mexico is out. Poland, that was another wild game. Yeah. Um, Argentina did the business. The 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 Canelo. I don't know if you saw the stuff about Canelo, uh, the boxer. What did you say? Uh, he saw like the kit, the Mexican. You know how they exchange kits. He mm-hmm. saw the Mexican uh, kid on the floor. Yeah. And he was like, "Oh, you're being disrespectful to the you know Mexican you know people and blah 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 mm-hmm. and all this shit." And uh, everybody came out and said, "Hey, bro, like, this is this is um." what you call it, uh, football. football culture, right? Yeah. Like, when you go into the uh, dressing room, yeah. everybody leaves their, their kits on, on, the the, floor. on the floor. Yeah. So, uh, which was which was pretty <laughs> pretty interesting. And then Messi didn't even respond because Me- it was Messi who kind of, like, looked like he was kicking it. And all of a sudden, Canelo sent back a tweet, like, hey, I've been educated now, my bad, blah, blah, blah. Messi didn't even say he shit. He didn't give a fuck. <laughs> he didn't say shit. <laughs> I'm in the World Cup. I'm trying to win something from my country. Yeah, you're um, here trying to talk some shit. Yeah, but either way, I it, he needed he needed to be educated. Mm-hmm. I think he got the right people educated them. Yeah. Um. Overall, though, how do you how do you see uh, Argentina and what are their chances looking out throughout this World Cup? Argentina. Yeah, they're gonna win the whole thing. You think so, eh? Yeah. Bro, they it. look they look like it, man. Mm-hmm. They look like it. forget that Saudi Arabian game. Bro, this is the thing, man. This is the thing people don't understand. 
even the Saudi Arabia game, Argentina never dropped their performances. No. Right? No. The only thing was def- one defensive, two defensive laps. That was it. One a lucky goal. Good Lord. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and it's like everybody thought, oh, Argentina's finished. I looked at it. I'm like, you guys are crazy. Argentina's just getting started. One game's not going to define their tournament. Messi's, this is Messi's last chance, right? And this is him saying, I need to do this or else I'm never going to reach that level of Maradona. You know what I mean? So, like, that's how he's looking at it, right? That's how Argentina's looking at it. They want that, they want that fucking title, right? They want to say, we've won the World Cup with this fucking group of individuals that we have here, yeah. right? So... I think Argentina is the guys who are looking very likely to win this thing, right? And um, some some may say Brazil, but I think in order for in order for Brazil to go through, they're all in the same bracket. <laughs> yes, that's true. I that that is that is being primed for one of the biggest biggest like matches of mm-hmm. all time. Imagine if Argentina Brazil in the semifinal. My yeah. God. Like this is like for destiny, yeah. right? Um, I think this, if there's anything that can stop them, is that Brazilian team. Yeah. Um, the Dutch, I don't think, don't think have the no, thing. No, no. But you never know. Europeans, we always say this every time, and then Europe comes out, and then they put like some random ass stuff, and then all of a sudden everybody is just like, yeah, yeah. You know right? what? You know what would be fucking crazy? I was, I was just thinking about it. Yes, Brazil also has a chance, but who does Brazil play before they get to that fucking thing, right? Besides Argentina. Well, let's pull out the bracket. It's going to be Croatia. Well, so Croatia, well, it might be Japan because Croatia is playing against Japan first, right? Uh, Croatia is playing Japan um, and then Brazil is playing South Korea. Mm-hmm. So it may be, <laughs> dude. Like it may be one of, it, 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 Japan may take him out, but like, look, I'm just saying, Brazil mm-hmm. haven't hit the form because teams love to sit deep against this guy. Oh, yeah. They, you will not. This is like City against everybody in the Yeah. Prime. They don't find any space, but when they have their starting 11 on, on board, mm-hmm. um, even then they still don't find space. They still don't find, but they, they have enough control yeah. that they can win the game. Yeah. The only thing I'm going to say, and just like I've been saying it, that defense, though. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says. That defense is just so dodgy to me. Yeah. Like, I don't care if you guys mentioned Thiago Silva or whatever. They just are so dodgy to me. And, um, and Thiago didn't even play today. I know he didn't. But if overall, I'm also looking at the the, the fullbacks, mm-hmm. too. Like, Alex Telles, and then he got injured. Um, there's also the other guy. Uh, uh, was it uh, Danilo or... Sandro that got injured, one of those those guys. I don't know. I always mix them up. Mm-hmm. So you got you've got <laughs> you've got um in, an injury laden uh, defensive unit. Yeah. Right. Neymar has to do a lot of work to come back. And is he going to be hundred percent? We don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. So Brazil is. Uh, I mean, I, I, they're still my pick. They're yeah. the ones who I'm heart of hearts. I'm rooting for Brazil, but mm-hmm. they're starting to look shaky. And that squad that was looking very strong at the start, TJ, you should have collected more. Why didn't they call Emerson Royale? Like, at least Emerson fucking Royale. He's not very, like, good. He's not very talented. He's not the best you've got. Yeah. But he's something better than putting Eder Militao 
as a right back. Yeah. Like that one was like, what are you doing? Oh my Chiki God. Wasn't, uh... These managers are killing these teams. Look, at the end of the day, Argentina finally, Argentina is the only team right now that has yeah, figured it out. Yeah. Everybody else is still Mandarin. Well, Argentina and France. And mm-hmm. the only reason France figured this out because Lucas Hernandez got injured. Mm-hmm. If Lucas Hernandez didn't get injured, they would have been playing him. for the, They wouldn't have qualified. I can mm-hmm. guarantee you this. He is not a good left back. He's a good center back. Yeah. But not a good left back. His brother is better at left back than he is. <laughs> but no. And then he got an injury. Theo comes in and look at the, how they're playing mm-hmm. now. Mbappe looks free. Yeah. He has somebody he can work with on the left. My God, these managers are killing these teams. Mm-hmm. They are absolutely killing them. It drives, oh, it drives me insane. Anytime I watch these games and I see like a Japan even their second game against Costa Rica, they were they made the guy made six changes. Are you mad? <laughs> and they lost. Yeah. Of course you fucking lost. That's your B team. Yeah. Oh my God! These managers are absolutely driving me insane. But then, but then they went to they went to go and play against Spain and beat them. Yeah, but because they got their full squad back, yeah. that's fresh. what happens. And they were fresh. Doesn't matter if they're fresh. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. If you're a big Costa Rica, you've been clean through. You won't have to worry about that Spain that's game. True. That's true. That, that's the thing I keep saying. People keep saying, "Oh, this is the best." This is the best worker for entertainment because the managers are being fucking dumb. Yeah. That's it. There's, there, it's like, it's like a, a villain about to win the, the battle, right? Mm-hmm. Against the hero, right? And then he starts telling him, so this is exactly what I'm going to do and exactly how I'm going to do it. Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the hero's like, oh, yeah? Well, guys, let's try to stop that now thing. We now. Know. now we know. Now let's, we know. Let's stop those moves. <laughs> That's literally what they're giving their opponent chances to beat them. Uh-huh. They're giving them. And that's my only thing. Emerson Royale, why ain't you calling him up? You called up Danny fucking Alves? <laughs> what is Danny Alves going to do for you, bro? Favoritism. It's not enough. You want to give him a World Cup? Call fucking... Oh. Anyway, um, it's not my problem. It's their problem. Yeah. But r- right now, the teams that are looking the hottest, the freshest, the most... Clear on how their performances are like showing me like you're primed and you're ready. Is that Argentina, Argentina and it's France. France? Those are the two teams that I'm like, these teams are looking primed. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's look at uh, the 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 thing. Let's call up uh, who's gonna uh, who's gonna do what. Um, okay, Netherlands against USA. He's gonna win this game. I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna shoot your shot. Hey, eh? shoot my shot. This boy USA. USA, USA. I'm going to say this is a possible upset alert tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Very fucking early, but we have to be there. But I'm going to call the Dutch. I'm going to win this. The USA are going to give them a scare, though, but the mm-hmm. Dutch are going to win it. All right. We're going to have a look at Argentina, Australia. Argentina. Oh, dude. Argentina is going to tear this team up <laughs> as you want. Australia, I'm sorry. You guys tried to low block against France. They absolutely wrecked you. Um, Argentina, in my opinion, f- have figured themselves out. Mm-hmm. They're going to absolutely tear you guys apart. Uh, next game, Japan, Croatia. Croatia. Croatia, you don't have faith in the Japanese, eh? I Nani? Think, I, think, I think this is as far as they go, just like last this four years ago. This is as far as they go. In Damn. The, the what a villain villain uh, way to say things. Um, I'm going to say the guys who are going to go through on that group, I'm going to call Japan. Um, I think Croatia has the midfield. 
But that Belgian game showed me something that was like, mm-hmm. what are you guys doing? Um, their left back, watch out for him. He lacks concentration sometimes. Yeah. So watch out for, I think it's Sosa, that's his name. Watch out for him. Um, Japan, mid- Japan is very dangerous, but uh, no. I think I think Croatia and their experience and the way they're gonna play that midfield, yeah, is going to win. So I game. I did predict Croatia, but I just want let's give this thing some variety, guys. Like mm-hmm. if we agreed on every bloody thing, it's gonna be a waste of time. I'm gonna say Japan. Mm-hmm. You say Croatia. It probably is gonna be Croatia, but Japan it is for me. Uh, Brazil, South Korea, South Korea. Okay. Sure. South Korea, upset alert. Um, South Korea, uh, possible that South Korea could do this thing. Um, they will sit back. They have the counter strength. They have Son. And then it looks like, honestly, they've been playing some okay-ish football. Uh, they just need a breakthrough. And this might be the breakthrough. So, you say South Korea, I say Brazil. I think Brazil is going to win this World Cup. Um, I'm going to stick by them until they get knocked out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it might be on Monday, guys. <laughs> France versus Poland. Oh, my days. This Poland team was so this bad, is, this dude. This is going to be a 1-0 affair. Oh, dude. This is going to be a 4-0 affair to France, bro. You think so? Absolutely. Look, Argentina stopped playing once they realized, like, oh, okay, if we score more goals, it's going to be, yeah, you know what? We don't, ha- we don't want to get injured for the next game. <laughs> they literally stopped. Um, not because they wanted Mexico to qualify. No, 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 they didn't. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> no, fuck that. They they literally stopped. So Argentina for me, they they've they Poland they were in my opinion the worst, uh, second worst team after Australia, uh, to go through on this round. Um, okay, England, Senegal, Senegal, the Senegalese. Yes, guys, I agree. Senegal is gonna beat England. Uh, upset alert, this game has it smell all over. Koulibaly, Ismail Asar, um, you name it. Um, they're going to put Maguire on uh, strings, bro. You just watch out. Was that the strike again? Can't remember his name for Senegal, but you guys just watch out for him. He's going to rip that defense a new a-hole. Um, okay, Morocco, Spain. Upset Morocco. alert. Look, I think Morocco is going to go through. But I'm gonna hedge my bets. I put it. I put up that Morocco is gonna beat this group, beat these guys. But I'm gonna say Spain is gonna learn from the mistakes. I'm gonna watch that Costa Rica game, and I'm gonna do better. Spain is gonna take this one. All right, Portugal against Switzerland. Portugal. Upset alert. I'm gonna say Switzerland. Mm. This Swiss team is very under fucking rated. Their defensive side phenomenal, and the offensive side absolutely fucking amazing. Um, Portugal have all the ball, of course, mm-hmm. but that Portugal defense is so shaky, shaky against the counterattack. And also, personally, as much as I said Portugal is going to go to the semis, I was expecting Serbia to come out, not expecting, but I was thinking Serbia may come out of this group, and mm-hmm. which would make it like, okay, you know, Portugal against Serbia? No. I mm-hmm. think this is going to be a, a bloodbath, and I think the Swiss will, will, will surprise a lot of people. Uh, watch them lose 10 nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I think that's it. Um, if you hung out this for this late on this show, um, thank you. Um, really, really appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, we hope you guys are all having a great World Cup. This World Cup so far has finally kicked off for me mm-hmm. this last match day, and I hope it has for you guys too. Um, Who's the player of the tournament so far? Bro, definitely not Federico Valverde. I think it's Jamal Messiano. 
Um, no, you're you're just saying stupid <laughs> things. Um, honestly, I would say it's messy to be honest. Messy. Yeah, dude. I I can't. Maybe let me. I need so to think a two, little two bit. Assists. I, yeah, I think I need to think a little bit more on this, but I think Messi's actually having a really good World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he had the penalty saved by Chesney, mm-hmm. which Chesney is phenomenal, by the way. If yeah. if Poland were doing much better, I would have picked him as my player of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, Pedri, Gavi, if they had gotten the results, I would have picked them too because they were playing great. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck, I'm, I feel like I'm Jamal missing somebody. Yeah, if Jamal was there, he hasn't really. He he lacks end product. That's my problem with Jamal. So I, I'm looking one. I'm looking at full on quality all over. Mm-hmm. So I would say for me, um, there's a lot of them. There's, I can't pick one right now. But Messi so far, I've, I'm actually been like, I know he's gonna have a good workout, but he's actually really been proving it. Mm-hmm. Um, and does England have any person? Or maybe France? You can say Mbappe. Maybe Mbappe. Mbappe is an person. Yeah, Mbappe. Yeah. Mbappe. Mbappe. Yeah. Mbappe. But... Or Bruno Fernandes. Oh, Bruno. Yeah, Bruno. Let's not forget. That's Okay, let's give it a three. Bruno, Mbappe, and Messi. Messi. Those are my three, folks. I can't pick who exactly is which. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know if you have any, but that, those are mine. Mohamed Kudus can come in as a black... As Bro, a black, honestly, man. Dark horse. Uh, yeah, 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 dark horse in nothing. In absolutely failing to get to the next round. <laughs> yeah. Look, Ghana, I'm sorry, guys. Look, I love you. Nigerians, we have a love-hate relationship. Kind of our brothers, right? Like, yeah, that's yeah. what they are. They're our brothers. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, as much as sometimes you want to see your brothers win... You also don't want to see your brothers gloat all over your face when they win. <laughs> and that's what Ghana does. Uh, Ghana does, they don't, they don't stay humble when they get through the next round. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm super, super happy that they went out of this tournament and they took out Uruguay at least. Yeah. But I'm also, I would have been happier, I would have been happier than super, super happy if they had made it, made it through. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very unfortunate because uh, they didn't they didn't do that. Cameroon was another one. We forgot to even touch on them, but Cameroon... He's my boy, man. I love him oh, so much. Man. Why didn't they play him the first game, bro? This, this would have yeah. been a whole different... Uh, Rigobert song attacks, uh, bro. This guy doesn't know how to coach. Um, and <laughs> didn't he send Onana home? He sent Onana home because he wants a more traditional goalkeeper. Yeah. And I was looking, I was like, look, honestly, that game against Serbia, they probably would have won it if Onana was on that. Yeah. That other keeper was a bum, bro. Like, I, he finally caught up in the Brazil game. Yeah. He played the game of his life. But it's too late. But it was too late. Mm-hmm. Onana is the keeper that you need, like, in the cru- critical moments. Yeah, and the clutch. And he was so good on the ball. He's not, like, we, I know we criticized Unai Simone and maybe they should have gone De Gea. Mm-hmm. But um, you also still need a variety. You need a goalkeeper who's also good at the ball, mm-hmm. good at the ball on his feet, fucking shot stop, right? Who were the three keepers that spring that? Unai, Simone, Kepa, and who else? I don't fucking know who else, but it should have been David De Gea. David De- See, this World Cup, guys, I know we're almost about to wrap things up, but this World Cup is a World Cup of form, not status. Mm-hmm. The last World Cups were a World Cup of status because... They, was played in they June, were played in June. Yeah. Their league finishes in May. Mm-hmm. Champions League is done in May. They get rest. They train with their teams. They mm-hmm. figure out what they need to do. Yeah. And then they go to the World Cup and then everybody plays lights out because they know how each other plays. Yeah. This World Cup, you didn't have that time. Mm-hmm. You, you needed to pick people who were performing yeah. 
for their clubs. For their clubs. Yes, obviously. Country systems are different. And I get it. I get it. Like, for example, Rick Allison and Gabriel Jesus, mm-hmm. two different things. And Gabriel Jesus wasn't scoring any, that many goals anyway for no. for our Arsenal. But um, this is a World Cup where you pick form over status. And the teams who... The reason why I feel like we're seeing a lot of these shitty results mm-hmm. for some teams is because they just picked people based on their status on the national team rather than picking them based on how well they performed in the last four months that the league started. All right, bro. Guys, it's super late, guys. Yeah. Um, I hope you guys are going to be able to tune, this, tune into this tomorrow morning or maybe late this weekend. But we'll be back on Tuesday because that's when the games are done uh the, for the first, for the first, f- round, first round round of 16 so we'll be back and um it's gonna be exciting enjoy the world cup people thanks for listening to the calgary bulls football podcast yeah. goodbye Cheers. there is a speaker i'm not surprised if you are a fan of football and i'm happy to see you the other day jubilating when ghana won <laughs> But there was a player in, in the United Kingdom, in, in England, called Maguire, who was playing for Manchester United. Oh. Harry Maguire. Maguire. He's a defender. He was tackling everybody and throwing his bodies everywhere that he was seen as the best defender in the world. Manchester United went and bought him. He became the biggest threat at the center of Manchester United's defense, tackling Manchester players and giving assists to opponents. <laughs> Mr. Speaker, when even the opponents fail to score, Maguire will score for them. (laughs) Mr. Speaker, you remember in this country we also had an economic Maguire. This economic Maguire went to Malata Market and were clapping, saying that this man is the best in managing foreign currency. The same economic Maguire was roaming at Central University delivering lectures on how to restore the value of the city. Mr. Speaker, when we gave this Maguire the opportunity to be at the center of our defense, he became the risk of our own goal. (laughs) Dr. Mohamed, our economic Maguire, is now tackling all the fundamentals of our economy and destroying all of them. When he said that he was the best in calculating inflation, he moved us to 40.4. When he said that he was the best in managing depreciation, that was 9% at the Dormama, he moved it to 54%. Mr. Speaker, this man was crying everywhere that businesses are collapsing because of interest rate. Today, Koku Mesa Enterprise will have to borrow about the 36% government is borrowing, somewhere around 45 to 50%. Mr. Speaker, the biggest fear now is that we may be paying appearance fee for this Maguire to now score down against the other. 